Welcome to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio, hosted by Josh Cantwell and Kyle Gariffo. Strategic Real Estate Coach is where the nation's leading real estate investors, brokers, and agents turn to transform the way the real estate business is being done in neighborhoods across the nation. If you desire to make more money, do more deals, grow your passive income, and build the lifestyle you've always wanted, you need Strategic Real Estate Coach. This powerhouse team is led by Josh Cantwell, a seasoned investor with nearly a decade of experience over 700 transactions and over 5.5 million in fundraising generated for himself and his partners. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business with Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio. Hey there, and welcome back. This is Josh Cantwell, and welcome back to the Strategic Real Estate Coach podcast and interview series where we talk to successful real estate investors, leaders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs about investing in real estate for passive income and about getting really high performance from ourselves and our teams. Really excited that you could be back with us. Today I'm with my good friend, Vinny Fisher. Vinny is the CEO of an organization called Total CEO, which is a mastermind uh, that I'm in, that I've been a part of for several years. Uh, and he also runs a firm called Fully Accountable, where he provides CFOs and CEOs uh, accounting services and strategic advice, working with them to help them manage their books, manage their business for strategic growth. Vinny is an amazing connector and entrepreneur. He's built multiple eight and nine figure businesses, just worked with other people to build amazing businesses, and is just an all around great dude. So, Vin, thanks for joining me today. How are you? Good, Josh. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I, uh, been really a blast also to work with your people it's been fun and easy to pull together so thanks for having us yeah absolutely so Vin today because of your experience building companies and strategically advising other CEOs and high-level officers in companies we're really not going to talk too much real estate today I want to talk mostly about entrepreneurship about some of the challenges that CEOs have from your perspective both in running your own companies and advising others uh, and really what it takes to be uh, a high-level performer, both uh, running a company, being an elite entrepreneur. You've been around many, many, many. So uh, let me start out with this question then. Out of all the entrepreneurs you've been around, there's probably a few characteristics of entrepreneurs that you've seen and witnessed and uh, recurring in these, these really high-level guys that are doing really well. What are some things that stick out in your mind? Is there one or two things or three things that you observe consistently in elite entrepreneurs that you say, you know, in order to be a, an elite guy, you've got to have these couple characteristics. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I'll tell you, one of them is historically seen as a, a negative trait. But interestingly, I, I found that high performers like you have an unusual dose of stubbornness. And, uh, I think that while the world will mock parts of that as not being able to uh, play well and do whatever, I think in order to block out a lot of the false positive noise that's around us, you need to have a, a, a massive dose of stubbornness. And, and I think that's one of them. Um, and, and so I, I would say that other entrepreneurs need to know that when dealing with each other, that like sometimes like if I don't listen to you, it's because I'm programmed to make sure that I don't listen to you. And I, I, 
I, I think that we get knocked negatively for that. Now, maybe by our wives we should, but um, I, I think that's important. Um, another one that I, I, I kind of like think is important is this, and I think the real estate guys, you probably see this. I, I, sometimes I speak on stage and I speak about this idea of going from an offer to an operator, offer to operations. And I think the, the entrepreneurs that really break through another level start to realize it's much bigger than them. And they don't build something just to have a great thing around them. They, they make themselves lesser so something else can become greater. And they start to sacrifice some of their own primary needs for something bigger. And I think in order to do that, that key ingredient I see is a continual development of yourself. Meaning you're willing to accept humility. You're, you're, you're finding out some things that are good or bad about your leadership style. It, I immediately know a healthy organization. I can almost tell if the leader is involved in the, some form of continued development of himself or herself. Uh, and then I can almost directly correlate that to leadership within, with, with how it looks within the organization. Yeah, that's some great advice, Ben. I appreciate that. You're, so let's, let's take a step back. Yep. So our audience can get to know you a little bit more and how you've uh, you know, leveled up your game over time of being an attorney and really being involved in the corporate world from an attorney perspective to jumping into entrepreneurship. So just give our audience a little bit of flavor, a little bit of color about your entrepreneurial journey, when it started, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Total CEO and what's going on today. Yeah, so, you know, thanks for that. Um, you know, I'm a husband of 24 years. We have four kids. I'd say I have three and a half teenagers, uh, and I'm busier now as an active leader in my home than at any point in my career. I'm a lawyer by training. I was in corporate and tax work, did big boy stuff, merger acquisition. Through that process, I partnered up with an internet whiz kid and went off to the races, furloughed my law firm through some tragic circumstances. Uh, that was broken company number one of, of a series of those. I uh, have had a good internet run. Uh, I only had nine figure for a short period of time, so I usually don't like resonate well with nine figure businesses. I've had a couple eight figures, and I'm really thankful to have done that in the work at home space as well as hosting and health supplements. And then in 2014, I saw a massive hole of the way accounting deals with e-commerce and digital companies. And so we launched Fully Accountable, and I've been the CEO of it, offering a full done-for-you service for e-commerce and digital companies. And you know, where I just told our executive team we're too big to be considered small and we're too small to be considered large. And we're in that phase of growing, um, which I think is the largest in our space and what we do. Got it. Love it. So, Ben, one of the things that you and I talked about uh, was when you started Fully Accountable, and I think this will resonate with a lot of different entrepreneurs, no matter what niche they're in. You know, you told me when you started Fully Accountable, you were – providing these accounting and strategic advising services for all different kinds of businesses. Uh, and you quickly realized that your niche was in this digital e-com where you could dive into somebody's books through their merchant account or through their online QuickBooks account. So maybe talk for a second about through your entrepreneurial journey, when you've gotten this light bulb goes off, you see a business opportunity, you think about all the things it could be, but you've been really good at then 
finding out what the real niche of the business is and really going all in on that one thing. Because yeah. even with your accounting business, you could have done, you could have gone the physical way and worked with people who are not digital and e-com, but because you saw that opportunity to work with companies all over the country, all over the world who do digital and e-com, you've dove in and you've advised me and a lot of our other members about really going super, super narrow. So if you're in real estate, it's not about rehabs and rentals and apartments and a fund and doing everything. It's about going super narrow. So just talk to that for a minute, how you've been able to grow businesses using that strategy. You know, in order to give that full story of balanced approach, you know, when I originally dreamt up the idea of how to do accounting different and dreamt up fully accountable, I actually started with the idea of working with e-commerce and digital companies. So even worse, as we started growing a little bit, I'm talking a couple clients, other businesses would approach us, a nursing home or a this or a that. I quickly started saying yes to things because we were attracted to revenue. So what happens, we had just enough clients to be busy, having a staffing problem, massively distracted, being experts in multiple areas. We did exactly what we didn't want to do. So then we changed our website and started branding ourselves to small businesses. Now there's 28 and a half million of those. So that was going to be a wonderful, delicate problem to have. Before you knew it, we muted our voice. We muted our voice to being available to a specific group of people. And next thing you know, we, we didn't give anyone permission with how to work with us because we were broadly available to everybody. Well, I was massively frustrated. I'm like, what did I do? Am, am I not eating my own dog food? What happened here? And I'm like, I went back and read my original business plan. And I'm like, holy crap. I did, this to, I did this to myself, just like everyone else. I drifted away from what our core was. And so literally walked in, told my two business partners, Chris and Rachel, holy crap. We immediately, effective immediately, we didn't fire people and recklessly hurt them, but we put the guardrails on anything new. And so we quickly exited out of even helping some of your clients, I'm sorry, in real estate. And we exited out of, you know, a doctor's office and a nursing home and this. And now every day, literally every day, someone will go, so let me get this straight. You don't want to work with us? Yeah, you're not in e-commerce or digital. We don't. Like, uh, okay. And I can tell you this story. Here's the punchline. Every year, we have doubled in size because of that. We are approaching the 1% category in the large big boy space as an accounting firm. I know we're the largest in what we do as the outsourced nature in who we play with because there's nobody else doing it at this level. I will tell you, the lie is trying to be available to everybody. It's that guy who comes up to you in church and says, hey, man, I hear you own a company. Can you... Uh, I need a job. Can you help me find a job? And you say, yeah, what are you going to do? And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I just want to help people. Yeah. That's what it looks like to have a crappy round two version of fully accountable message where I'm just available to small businesses. And as soon as we dealt with that is when everything started to taste better. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, you know, even this past year, I sought Vin out and called him up. I remember sitting on my back patio. I was talking about some of the challenges I was having in some of my own companies and we talked about really just niching down to a couple of things. I took that to heart. And, you know, today, Vin, we're only focused on really two things. Me personally focused only on coaching mm. and raising capital. And that's it. We're an amazing coaching company at Strategic Real Estate Coach. It's what we're good at. It's what we're authentic at. We love to coach people to have success. 
So, so how's that going? So tell me about how that, I know, by the way, it's a daily battle to fight the world, even internal world of this niching stuff. So talk to me, how's that going? Yeah, it's, it's going great because now my team is all rallying around this, this one idea of how many new coaching students do we have? Yes. How many new coaching applications have we had? How many coaching applications and how many coaching students did we get from video? Did we get from social media? Did we get from pay-per-click advertising? Did we get from referrals? Did we get from all these sources? And my team is really building this momentum of selling all these different products on webinars and from stages and stuff like that. We believe that our students can have the absolute most success enrolling and having some accountability and some partnership and coaching, that's where they're gonna have the most success. That's where our most successful students have always gone through that path of coaching, not by buying products and doing home study. So we've bought into that now, our business plan is all built around that. I love it because my team now, they know that's the number one goal. Now they're thinking strategically about how do we get more applications? How do we get more coaching students? How can we impact more lives? And we're not doing all these thousand different things of, you know, outside of that, what it's allowed me to do now is, you know, restart my podcast, which we had hundreds of episodes and hundreds of reviews and we stopped doing like idiots because we, uh, we, we just got so tied up in doing other things. Now I can distract it. Right. So good for you, man. Like we, we, we just need this story out more people hear avatar niche, all this. And it's like split testing in our space. Everyone says it sounds good and nobody does it. Right, right. Now, the other concept I want to talk about, which has been really impactful to a lot of the members of Total CEO, something that you really brought to me, was this concept as a CEO of having an executive coordinator. Hmm. Um, a lot of CEOs, a lot of guys running real estate businesses or other niches, they're CEOs. And they are often the bottleneck. They're often the ceiling of their capacity, their time, their mental capacity to push the business forward. And you really pushed all of us to focus on having an executive coordinator. Explain what that is. Explain how you see that happening for CEOs. It certainly had a huge impact on my life. Yeah, so play along with me. So I don't believe in the substance of the concept of a personal assistant. Now, don't shut down on me. I think the title is wrong, which positions the person wrong. What we do is we have an executive project manager or the project manager of the executive department. That is changing everything, but it's the same if you go at, so we at Fully Accountable have a young woman who's killing it. Her name is Molly. She is the project manager of the executive department. Her job, solely is to make sure that at the executive function, we are excelling. That could be as simple as making sure client success and onboarding is working, that vendors are rolling through based on the promises that either myself or maybe Chris or Rachel make. She makes the executive function flow. And in a healthy sense, we really report and answer to her. And, 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 and not in an unhealthy sense where the, the role of expectations are wrong, but she cares more about the operation at the department than about answering my email or making sure my digital laundry is handled. She's worried about that part moving forward. Does that make sense? You bet. You bet. Makes sense to me because I've adopted that in my own life. Jen Pennington is my personal 
you know, executive coordinator, and she looks to optimize my my calendar, what I'm doing, the meetings that we're doing, making sure the mission, the vision is out to everybody else. And then if you if she do if she's doing it in a cadence that works, then she starts to become intuitive. She right. looks at the calendar, she peeks inside the stuff, and she's jumping and doing it, and in a lot of cases, seeking forgiveness, not permission. And she's just doing it, she's operating it. And when that person has the freedom to do that, and is not sitting around as your personal assistant, waiting to be micromanaged, you, you really start excelling as an organization. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you bet. I love the concept, we adopted it. Jen actually was in my organization, uh, working in our, our customer service and client loyalty team, and it just worked out that we opened up the interview process. She's like, you know, I'd, I'd like to interview for that. <laughs> and I'd been on my team for three years and I barely knew her, nice. virtually from Pittsburgh interviewed and, and she was the best candidate and she's crushing it for us yeah it's for the confusion and chaos that I used to cause uh, we've, we've stamped that down quite a bit uh, if not fully stamped out uh, I don't think it ever gets fully stamped out by a CEO but stamped out quite a bit and uh, things are running much much Here's smoother another um, thing that I think I'd love to throw into that idea I don't think I ever have signed up for operations and right. bring someone like your executive coordinator right into the fold, it helps to cover up the fraudulence of my inability to operate. It may expose it. It also gives me the freedom to admit some of that so that my team feels comfortable backfilling those pieces of it. I think that's lost on a lot of people. They, your team already knows that you suck at that. Now that you're willing to invest in dealing with that, man, everyone gets this freedom to go work around in a, in, in, instead of through you. Right. So, Vin, when you have that freedom that an executive coordinator often provides, that you yeah. know that you suck at operations, and you can really pour your life, your business life, back into the business in a different way, when somebody brings on that executive coordinator and they're doing their part to yep. optimize the executive branch, I found so much more freedom, I almost didn't know what to do with it. So what, what, what advice would you give somebody then as a CEO? Because a lot of us, we start as business owners, operators. We're so in the business, we're used to the minutia of doing it, doing it, doing it. And the whole goal is get outside and slightly above your business. But then when you're outside of it and slightly above it, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit lonely. You're almost not sure what the hell to do with yourself because a lot of your staff is and department heads are taking care of things. So when you're at that level, you've been there multiple times in multiple companies, what do you do as a CEO to unpack the company? What do you spend your time with now? Because I think that- the, Let's the, start, Josh, with backing up part of it, because first I want to put a disclaimer out. I have never broken a business. I have no idea what you're talking about to get uh, in. Right. So in theory, I'll theoretically talk about this subject. Here, here's what's funny. Isn't it hilarious? That stubborn person that sees it better than anyone else goes out to drive and do it, discovers they're trapped in the job, and does things to fix being untrapped from it. And suddenly, the hero is on the outside watching through the window the story unfold. If, if you're me, what you did multiple times was went back in the storefront and broke it so that you had a job again. Wreck-It Ralph. So you have a job again. And so now we, 
we have to guard against that. It starts with that development of knowing that. Like, so it's actually happening again right now in Philly County. We grew up again. And so we did a great job of bringing someone into our business development team. And so I'm, you know, on the growth department, my job is to make sure they're generating leads and all that. And here I am sitting on the outside again. I'm like, all right, crap. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I could get in, tinker with systems, mess with our software, kind of over uh, manage our COO, or I could be honest and say, wait a minute, that's all breaking the company. They love me. I love them. Well, how can I help be the hero? And what problems need to be solved? So for me now, what I do is I stop, take a real massive deep breath and realize I don't need to go break it. I've done that before. Here's what happens when I over tinker. But what does our company really need? So that too big to be small and too small to be big company needs me to be the business developer of strategic relationships. So now I get the permission to go do that. And I, I go tell my executive team, hey, what do you think about this idea? And they're like, yeah, go run with that. Now, how do you go run with that in a way without jacking up the other part of it? And that is a mature discussion with a growing enterprise as opposed to go in and over manipulate and try to fix that one customer service ticket that didn't get answered correctly. And next thing you know, you're blowing up your customer service department because you have nothing better to do. Yes. So guarding against that allows you to still stay busy doing what you, cause CEOs want to stay busy. We want to feel like we're contributing. We want to feel like we're making progress, but not doing that in, a way that you know crosses the guardrail, clunks everything up for everybody else. And you know, podcasting for me, this has been a newfound passion that I had years nice. ago. I gave it up because just like you said, this strategic partnerships, affiliates, just reconnecting with old friends and new friends, yeah. just figuring out what's out there has allowed me, this podcasting world has allowed me to go do that and enjoy awesome. the, you know, opportunities with, with guys like you. Um, so Vin, if, if, uh, so talk to me about fully accountable. If somebody that's listening to this, uh, wants, uh, is running a, a, a digital and e-com type of business, um, how would they connect with you so that if there's somebody that's listening that, you know, could be potentially a client for you, what's a good way to connect with your organization? Cool. Well, I'm going to answer that a couple ways. One is, I love you guys. And so we went out of our way to create um, a specific page for your people. So it's fullyaccountable.com forward slash S-R-E-C. So Shrek, couldn't help myself. So if they just go to Strategic Real Estate Coach, which is S-R-E-C with a forward slash, on there will be a gift page where we're giving our best-selling books, CEO's Mindset, and False Profits. All they have to do is give us their info. No obligations. It's theirs for free. And in return, anybody on that page who wants to talk about how to actually have a back office that's run correctly for that type of business, they can sign up for a call and talk with one of our experts on how to do that. You know, our mission is to help double the profit margin of a business and it's to stop that leaky bucket and do it the right way. And so we're delighted to have a call. And if it's the right fit, we'll show you how to do that virtually through us where we're on your team at a fraction of the cost. Actually, you'll have the whole team, the cost less than having an entry level person join your team. And so we will do that. But first and foremost, Josh, even if they're not the right fit, we want to give that gift and support your community. So we'd love it if people take advantage of that. Fantastic. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes and we'll add that to the description of this uh, interview. Cool. 
But the best way is just go to fully.com and you can go to forward slash, get your free gifts. You can always just hit us at the contact us. We have a real mature operation that um, will do a great job of handling you through a discussion. Fantastic. So Vin, one of the things I've always noticed about you, I think, you know, people that know you well, you have a unique ability to work a room and consistently provide value with like zero strings attached. And that's why you have such a massive community and a, lot, a huge referral network and lots of business owners that come to you for advice. And so, you know, real estate and business is often about who you know. It's about, you know, connecting with people, whether it's private lenders, investors, other affiliates, et cetera. I'd like to just hear your take on that. Like when I see you at Traffic and Conversion Summit, you're not walking the room looking for what you need. You're usually walking the room like strategically, purposely looking to connect with people and give them something, give them some of you, give them some advice, give them some ideas. So just talk to that and why that philosophy has worked for you long-term in building your businesses. You know, I wouldn't say at all times that was conscious. I am so thankful that, you know, the good Lord's given me a, a, a heart that just likes people, right? I like people. So I am always fascinated by someone's story. Well, if you mature that over time and you realize that everyone does have a unique story and you're like coming at it from that perspective, then what's flowing through you is like the way to solve their problem might not always be you. It might be somebody else. And like what came as a result of all that maybe early it started as manipulation. I'm not sure, but I love now is that if I'm connecting Josh with, with Carol and Josh with Tony, well then that they're going to remember that Vinny wanted to do that. They might forget, but they're never going to sit around being like worried that I was like trying to have my hand into that transaction or to that deal, or I'm only connecting them because it was good for me. Well, I've gotten rid of that. And, and, and I actually, I'll tell you, you know who I benefit version, this version of that with? Ryan Dice once told a fun story. You may have not or may have been in the room. And he, he said, your network and your equity as a person, you need to think of it like a bank account. How many withdrawals and deposits are you making? And if you're making more withdrawals than you are deposits, then you're running negative on your account. Well, gosh darn it, I just think of that way when I'm connecting people. I make more deposits than I do withdrawals. Now, sometimes I'm not good at making withdrawals. It misses it. And, but I, I think in the long run, I, being a better depositor than withdrawer, I think wins. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been so many times I've, you've connected me with someone and we've met, we put together something or some deal. And then, of course, you know, you're mentally in the middle of it, even if you're not in the middle of it in a business transaction, you're mentally in the middle of it. And, you know, people remember that stuff. And then when we're thinking about accounting services or mentorship or a mastermind group, of course, you're, you know, you're a top of mind type of guy. Um, so Vin, as we kind of round third here and head for home with this interview, um, I want to talk just for a minute about total CEO. Uh, there's a lot of different mastermind groups out there for real estate and for different networking functions. Uh, you run an extremely high-level mastermind group for CEOs, mm -hmm. uh, for leaders. Uh, I was an original sort of member of that. I had to take a step back last year because of some health issues in my family, but would love to re-engage in that. But just talk about Total CEO. What's the mission of that organization? How does it work? And how are you helping those CEOs level up? They're not only their businesses, but the, 
on a personal level, I have gotten so much personal benefit from that, that organization. Yeah, so thanks for that. I mean, Total CEO's core mission is you, the name speaks for itself, right? And so you literally are a leader in multiple environments. You might be a leader in your business and you have parts that are missing. You're a leader at home and there's parts you haven't signed up for. Well, our whole idea is five Fs, right? I, everything starts with family. If your family's jacked up, then your business is going to have some issues. So it's family, then it's literally the finance. I look at the business because the only language a business speaks is finance. And so many of us have that part jacked up and we suck at cash flow and we make some only to give it all back. Faith, you got to have faith that in, in, in something bigger than yourself. You, you got to be surrounded by friends, right? Now, back on that finance, right? We put in fitness in there because fitness is this whole thing both in your business has to be healthy and you personally. And then the whole thing, gosh darn it, if you're not trying to find ways to have fun, why the freak are you doing it? And so there's way more ways to live life than to be completely miserable. So we work on those, right? So lots of times we might be talking about what's jacked up in your marriage and what, how do you deal with that in order to be better in the office? And to lead well means that you have to inspire and motivate, do all these things. Well, how do you do that if there's a massive thorn in your paw? And so, you know, that's why I encourage, take a read of CEO's mindset. You'll get inside of my head and my heart, and that's there. And I'm doing something really cool, by the way, mastermind owners. I'm going to come up with this consortium where masterminds shouldn't compete. If you're an active member of your own mastermind, I have this idea where if you ever want to come visit other ones, those leaders should come together and have a country club style where people should be able to visit and pay a guest fee come to masterminds. I, I don't think we should be cherry picking from each other because there's so many people who aren't in one that need the community of healthily growing a business. And so that's what we're out doing. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Total CEO, when I got involved with that a couple of years ago, um, you know, my, my business, I had this new private equity fund I was building. Yep. I think, frank with you, as you know, then my, my wife was not all that supportive of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, to be totally transparent with our audience, you know, it was a, it was a new business. We had started other businesses, I've started a lot of businesses on my own. And my wife was never really involved in those. Well, our marriage had matured and she wanted to be involved. She wanted to know what the heck was going on. And I was too dumb to engage with her and, and get her feelings on it and started this, you know, thing without her. And uh, I was really in a, in a, in a heap of, uh, of, of a mess over it. And I, you know, uh, just divulge that information to the total CEO family, to Vinny and the other guys, and they helped me work through it. It took a while. It took a while. It took a couple of years. And uh, to the point now where my wife is very supportive of it. She understands that she's first and foremost in my life. And uh, a lot of those personal, you know, back and forth things to work out. Because when you're the spouse of, a, of an entrepreneur, I can, I'm not there, but I'm, I'm on the entrepreneur side, but the spouse of the entrepreneur has to be just complete chaos at some times. And as an entrepreneur, I don't think we know like what the spouse and sometimes the family is going through because there's a lot of uncertainty. And so Total CEOs, as Ben mentioned, the five Fs uh, showed me a way to really focus on all five and that business wasn't 100% of my life. It was, you know, one of the five uh, focuses 
and really got me through. So, so then, hey, by the way, I want to add one thing for Lisa and Debbie because of, of the three other listeners, hopefully they're in there. And so, uh, remember, ladies, you said yes. Yeah, said yes. <laughs> Vinny and I both thought we, we both we both married way up. So <laughs> we've uh, and we've we really had a lot of fun. Our wives have been through a lot with us and supported us. It's been but I tell you, as a leader of a business, you know. Uh, you know, there's a talk in the church community that you can you can gauge the success of a pastor by looking at the, the effort put into the marriage. And I think there's a lot of truth in the CEO world. Now, a lot of guys have sought out happiness over holiness and not fought well for their marriage. And they might be doing version two in their marriage w- really well. But if you don't work on getting that right, then the uphill battle at, at the office is sadly, um, it, let's put it this way, most likely not survivable. Yeah. Amy Stefanik is doing something really cool. Just to give her a shout out, she's doing this stuff for the wives of entrepreneurs. And so if anyone's interested in check, check her out. Easy to go check out. She's writing a book on it. I'm kind of, Deb and I are going to go on her podcast and do some stuff there. But she's kind of talking to Lisa and Debbie and trying to, like, remember it's bigger than just saying yes and help us help them. And one tip I'd give uh, people like Debbie and Lisa is that when you and I, Josh, let them in our head and heart, where we're freaked out and, and, and it's okay to have a safe place to talk about being worried about payroll and cash flow and like let them in a little bit, the pressure of them thinking all this other crazy stuff starts to go away real fast. Yeah. Yeah. The more I tell her, she doesn't want to know everything, but she wants to know what's on my mind. Right. Um, she doesn't need to know the day-to-day operation of the whole thing, nor does she really care for that, but she does want to be, in it, she wants to know what we're thinking about it, how we're feeling that week or that day or that month. You know what? Wants to know it together, right? Deb wants to know that we're like, honey, just like I feel like you're running, and you might remember to grab me somewhere along the way. When you talk to me, I feel like we're in it together. Yeah, fantastic. So Ben, again, we'll put this in the resources in the show notes. But our entrepreneur buddies that are really looking for a mastermind to connect to. Uh, how would they get in touch with you guys? They can go to thetotalceo.com. Uh, there's a forward slash mastermind that they can see more about it. And if they just hit me up, either vinniefisher.com or go there and do that, we can send them out some fun stuff and get to see if they're a right fit. And if they're not a right fit for ours, thankfully, like I said, we're connected to other masterminds where we can help them with the right fit if we're not it. Fantastic, Vin. So listen, thanks so much for being on, my friend. I, I uh, you know, we don't get to spend enough time together when we yeah. do. It's always really fun. So I appreciate you hopping on today. I, I would, I'm glad I'm here because I, I love you, pal. Yeah, you too, brother. You too. So guys, listen, thanks so much for being here today on another episode of the Strategic Real Estate Coach Podcast and Interview Series. If you enjoyed it, leave us a rating, leave us a review. If you got questions for Vin, definitely put those into the comments, uh, the, the show notes, whether you find this on YouTube or iTunes. Uh, we want monitor those platforms all the time. We'll feed that over to Vinny. Uh, Check out the show notes for all the free gifts and the different websites that he has available. And uh, listen, guys, being an entrepreneur is not easy, but you've got to have some organization you're connected to, some mentorship, some help along the way. Jump in. Thanks so much for being here today. As always, go out, be daring, have fun. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. 
You were just listening to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio, hosted by Josh Cantwell and Kyle Gariffo. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next, who you would like us to interview, or if you just want to share some of your success stories in real estate. And maybe we'll talk about it on our next show. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Josh Cantwell and Strategic Real Estate Coach on Facebook and Twitter. Check out all our awesome free training videos at youtube.com forward slash SREC video. If you want to find out 55 simple and powerful ways to find killer real estate investments, go to 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast right now to download our free report and get a ton of free resources on finding properties and funding properties. And stay up to date on what's happening right now in the real estate industry. That's 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast. Podcast. Thanks for listening.